Welcome to this episode of Laughing Without Liquor, a woman's guide to living it up without the booze. Join your long-term recovery hosts, Lane Kennedy and Tamar Medford, as they have insightful conversations with others on an alcohol-free journey. We're glad you're here. Now let's dive into this episode. All right, before we get into today's episode, I want you to know that we have an awesome sponsor. Are you ready for it? It's called the Laughing Without Liquor Newsletter. You can find out more information over at laughingwithoutliquor.com forward slash newsletter. But here's the get. When you sign up, you get all of our juicy discounts. Now, the first discount that I want to share with you is my big discount to the class. Have you ever taken the class with Taryn or Sophia or Sam or, I mean, there's so many amazing teachers over there. This is my preferred method of sweat, the class. Not only do I sweat, but sometimes I cry. Sometimes I'm laughing. Sometimes I am, well, definitely I'm getting a workout. Super spiritual, super fun, super funky. Go check them out. But first you have to get on our newsletter over at, you said it, laughingwithoutliquor.com forward slash newsletter. Grab that newsletter. But you know, when you get into that newsletter, I have something else I'm going to give to you which is our Unleash Your Self-Preservation. It's kind of a little mini course that you're going to jump into when you join because we know that you are here to win it every day. So go check that out over at, again, you know it, laughingwithoutliquor.com forward slash newsletter. Sign up and you'll get all of our juicy discounts. Thanks for supporting our show. And now let's get into today's episode. Laughing Without Liquor. The content presented on the Laughing Without Liquor website and podcast is for informational purpose only and not intended to diagnose or treat disease. Before making any changes to your nutrition or supplementation, please make sure to check with your physician or healthcare provider. Laughing Without Liquor podcast is for general information purpose only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including or giving medical advice and no doctor patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition that they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare profession. So we're just letting you know that we're here sharing our experience, and we want you to take your health serious. So that's our disclaimer. Enjoy the show. Okay, I'm ready. Oh God, it feels so good. I'm ready too. It just doesn't get old. No, it doesn't. I'm hanging out with my friend Tamar Medford. And I'm hanging out with my friend Lane Kennedy. And we are happy to hang out with you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, Tamar, are you ready yes, to Lane? get into this episode? I am. I've gotten some spray on my glasses, so just oh, no. excuse me if I wipe them off or else you'll be fuzzy. Um, well, we don't want I'm that. Ex- <laughs> I'm excited to get into this episode because we have talked about this, if you've listened to way, way, way back when. Way back. Go back in the archives. Way back in the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but today we're going to be talking about long-term recovery and why it's important to go to meetings or 
support groups. What, what about like just participating in your recovery? Maybe that's, you know, like, what does that look like? Yeah. You know, I was on a, um, addiction, uh, what's it called? Podcast show last week. And I was the one with the longest sobriety, you know, the, the others had like two and five or 10 years or something like this. And, and I was thinking about how, when, like I have, you know, 26 years, right. This is my, I'm, I'm going to be 27 and my perspective is very different. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a life shift change. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. My answers were very different from theirs. Mm-hmm. Right. And you, we, even when you and I talk, it's very different on like what sobriety looks like. Yeah. So as we approach this conversation, that's why I bring up what does like, what does it mean to participate in your recovery? Cause I'm, pr- I'm practicing recovery today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I can get into it. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. And going and being around like-minded people, sober people mm-hmm. is participating in your recovery. I mean, you hear too all, all too often people try to do this alone. They think it's enough just to put down the drink and it's not because our minds right? And our genetics for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. I, I like to go back to the DNA because yep. it, once you see that stuff, you're like, I actually, I can make a difference that 70% of the action that I take on the yeah. outside of my body, right? Right. What my, my mind is focusing on that can make a difference, whether that gene is triggered or whether I pick up a drink again. Yeah. It's kind of, cool. it's kind of wild, huh? It is. And people, I don't, mean, people don't even think about that. People don't even realize how no. much, I mean, this is where it gets into like how much power or control you actually have. Yeah. And, and there's that double edged sword of when you're in working a 12 step program, you know, you're powerless, you don't mm-hmm. have control. Uh, we could go all over with this, this conversation, <laughs> right? Because there, there's, there's a lot of d- different ways that we could go. Um, so let's talk about power. I like that. <laughs> well, I have learned not to not to have so much power because I've mm-hmm. mentioned this before, but I used to be the general manager of the universe. I don't know if you mm-hmm. knew that, Lane. And I would get out I would just get bent out of shape mm-hmm. if I felt that I had no control. And I think one of the biggest differences in longer term sobriety, because I still was clinging to the control Mm -hmm. in the early days, right? That power was that I'm more okay today, not knowing that I don't have control over a lot of things Yep. and being okay with that, right? Mm -hmm. Because I used to try and steer the ship and it, it was always crashing. Oh my God. Wasn't doing very well. But when I let go of that control and said, and we've talked about this before, so check this episode out about GOD, like my mm-hmm. higher power, sometimes I have to let go of the wheel and say, mm-hmm. okay, you got this. Like mm-hmm. that is not within my control. Okay. So this is, I think, the difference between where you're at and where I'm at, right? Like this, the longer mm-hmm. length of sobriety, where for you, it's like you have to almost think about it sometimes or yeah. you have to be reminded about it. And mm-hmm. for me, it's a life because it's like a lifestyle, the practice, it comes to me more naturally. So sometimes yeah. I'm like, well, of course that's the way I, 
I'm going to do it. Of course, I'm going to let go of that, right? Things, things roll off so much quickly, quicker, and I don't get as upset. And I, I know a lot of, I, I, I've not been taking things so personally, right? So I've been t- talking a lot about living in long-term recovery means I don't take things personally because I've learned that A, I'm not all powerful as much as I want all that power and control. But everybody's going to have their own experience, mm-hmm. right? So <clears throat> when I think about living in long-term recovery, it's what am I doing today to nurture nurture myself? It, it, mm-hmm. I think it ties in with self-preservation. <gasps> yes, it does. Yes, it does. I think that's why I'm so passionate about the self-preservation that we do. Mm-hmm. Oh. Look at that. Connecting the dots. Connecting the dots, Tamar. <laughs> Tamar, you're looking good. I'm just telling you. Oh, thank you. I, and I can good. tell. I can tell it's coming off. Thank you. And a yeah. couple episodes from now, you'll be able to hear some more, more updates. So yeah. stay tuned. But we're not there today. But okay, thank you, Lane. That, that means a lot. Yeah. Uh, so long-term recovery. What do, we, what do we do for long-term recovery? How do we stay well, here? You know, going back to what you said, how our journeys look very different, Mm -hmm. for me, it's important to stay connected or in recovery, Mm -hmm. as we called being in the middle of the boat, going to 12-step meetings, um, participating in my recovery by working with, you know, new people, um, Mm -hmm. also hanging out with sober friends and doing sober activities because I learned that way, right? When you and I- sit down and we're hanging out. We're hanging out. I learn from you because of the language you use is very different than the language I use today. Okay. Boom. You're on fire today, tomorrow. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about that real quick because I, you know, I'm of the variety of, we need to be in person. We need to be, if we're in a group, a community, a 12 step program, we need to be in person with each other, seeing each other. Yep. Emulating practicing, Mm -hmm. participating. When we're Mm -hmm. online in a Zoom meeting, what are we learning? Shit nothing. We're usually distracted. Let me just say. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Shit nothing is what we're learning. Okay. Beep. (laughs) Need to make sure that this has the explicit. (laughs) Um, So I am all about, like, if you are a part of a 12-step program, get yourself into a meeting so you can start watching, listening, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Hey, just a little reminder, just a little tiny reminder to make sure you head on over to laughingwithoutliquor.com forward slash newsletter so you can start unleashing your self-preservation. We want you to live your ultimate life and we've got that for you over at the newsletter. Remember, laughingwithoutliquor.com forward slash newsletter and unleash your self-preservation. All right, let's get back to the show now. There are uh, a bunch of, you know, we call them, I used to, I grew up calling them blue hairs, uh, women with long-term, you know, goat sobriety. And I would just watch them. There was this huge meeting in Beverly Hills and I would just go and watch them. And they were fascinating. And they would just talk and they would get the coffee and they would set things out really nicely. And they would make sure that when somebody walked in, they 
handed them a little um, little plate of cookies. I was like, what is happening here? Why are they doing this? But these long-term members were so happy and they had this glow about them, right? Oh, I just fond, like fond memories I have, Tamar. But that's how I learned to become who I am, you know? Exactly. And, you know, one of the things for myself is that I had an incredible sponsor when I was in my first year and she had pointed out the fact that my friend and I, who, you know, six months into our recovery, were hanging out with people who were also at about that same age in recovery. They were, you know, six months old, still doing a lot of the stuff that they did when they were drinking, but without the alcohol. And she sat both of us down at one point and said, guys, the the people you're hanging out with today, do you want to be like those people? Is that the life you want for yourself? And of course, we were having a good time. I mean, I was recent, I was single, you know, my friend was single, and we were having a fun time. And we sat there, though, and we're like, no, not really. Like, that's not ideally, you know, I want to be fulfilled in my career. I want to find my purpose. I want to have long term recovery. And so we actually made a change right then and there. And we had, Mm -hmm. you know, she really pushed us because she loved us enough to tell us the truth and hurt our feelings. And we started surrounding ourselves with people like you called, what was it? Blue hair. Um, (laughs) The blue hairs. Right. We started hanging out with those people and guess what? We're here today. And all of those people, there's maybe one of them um, that I know of that is still alive today. The rest of them passed away. Most of them within Mm -hmm. the five year mark. And Mm. I, you know, I am so grateful that I've had women in my life, the blue hairs that have loved me enough to hurt my feelings and tell me the truth because a lot of people can't handle that. They're mm-hmm. like, this is not for me. I, I'm sorry, but I need to walk away. But guess what? They go back. And a lot of people aren't lucky enough to make it back. Right. But this goes into principles, right? The spiritual principles yep. Yep. of how, you know, honesty is such a profound spiritual principle. And when you're new, you know, just trying to figure out your recovery, even when you're five years, it's even 10. I mean, it's taken me, you know, 20 years to understand the depths of honesty and what the principles represent and how to use them in my life so I can stay in recovery. Mm-hmm. And honesty, just as you're saying that, I don't know if people are getting that in the Zoom. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know. And I don't even know if people are getting that in day-to-day living anymore because we're so isolated. You know, we're not yeah. we're not hanging out in groups anymore. If we do, we do little one-on-ones. But is is there a lot of honesty happening? I don't know. I mean, I know for me, I, if I'm not telling you something, I'm calling my girlfriend Retta or I'm calling, you know, like I'm saying, hey, check it out. So it, long-term recovery requires that principle of honesty and being willing yeah. and open to hear it, right? Hear that feedback. When you say, you know what, Lane, you're not, you're not right. I'm like, mm, what do you mean? But I got to hear, like, that wakes me up and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not right. 
what's mm-hmm. what's going on with me. Yeah, Sounds and weird. you know, in person, mm-hmm. going to a meeting, support group, whatever your gem is, however you got sober, I do 12 step. You know, I'll give you an example. Um, towards the end of our summer here, uh, my partner took the girls to this fair that we have, right, with rides and everything. And I have a very full life as a result of getting sober. Now, mm-hmm. I've also contributed a lot to that by adding and adding and adding. And, you know, say it was probably about a year and a half ago, I had finally gotten to the point in my life where I love to be alone. I loved myself. I was traveling a lot for business. You know, like I was okay with being still and being quiet. And that took 10 years of work Mm -hmm. to get to that point for myself. Now, you know, fast forward, I'm in a home, I'm a Mm -hmm. co-parent, you know, kids who are neurodivergent. And so I, you know, I don't get that really quiet time unless I'm very intentional about it. And I do try to be very intentional about it. But what I realized was that, you know, this Saturday I thought, okay, you know what? I'm not going to do any work. I'm not going to do any creative stuff. I'm just going to hang out by myself, binge on Netflix. Right now, here's the thing. I had not been going to a lot of in-person meetings at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. I had probably missed about a month worth. And so I missed that human connection with people that relate to what's going on up here in my head. And I sat there The first few hours were fine. I started to get antsy in the afternoon. The voices started in my head and I'm like, what's going on? Like, I usually love this downtime. And finally at about seven o'clock at night, I smartened up and I'm like, Tamara, you need to go to a meeting. Mm. And so, because I was starting to tell myself these stories that were not true And I ended up going to a meeting, walking in, and all of a sudden, all the anxiety, all the voices stopped. Mm -hmm. I met new people. I didn't even know anybody at this place. But guess what? We had that common. And and Mm -hmm. a lot of them were long-term recovery. And I snapped out of it right away. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, it's. I realized at that moment how much stuff I fill into my day Mm -hmm. that really needs to be packed more with in person mm-hmm. recovery meetings because we get busy right we mm-hmm. we build a life again and we have to be careful that's why it's just as important now for me to be in person than back then so there's two things that i want to hit on from what you just said you know so i'm hearing the community i'm hearing uh you got into you and then you got way too into you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right? The self-centeredness started to rear its little pretty face. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the key ingredients that came out of that was a moment of service. You showed up mm-hmm. at a meeting, which allowed the members that were there to serve you, and then you showing up served them. I think a lot of times people forget that service is an essential ingredient for long-term recovery. So I want to just hop away from 12 step for just a moment because Mm -hmm. maybe you're not, you're sober curious. I mean, I don't know, right? Maybe you're like a smart recovery and you're like, whatever, maybe you already turned us off. I don't know. (laughs) So I think about, uh, 
you know, what are your service opportunities? There's so many, Tamar, like working at the SPCA, working down uh, at the bakery, doing deliveries. There's so many opportunities right now in the world that we live in for service because the disease, you know, how I see it, the disease of alcoholism is a disease of mental illness. And Mm -hmm. we become extremely self-centered and the voices that you so beautifully started talking about (laughs) appear and without help, those voices can start to take you down or they guide you towards Snickers bars, Mm -hmm. right? Chicken fingers, uh, peanut butter, and then they'll get you to smoking and drinking and whatever else right? It, it's, yeah. it's such a slow and sneaky little cunning voice. So service for somebody in, you know, 12 step is great because you can just show up and you're being mm-hmm. of service. But for somebody who's not in 12 step, you know, what, where are the uh, communities of people? What are the opportunities that you can join? I know that there's a, um, in San Francisco, there's so many opportunities and there's a couple mm-hmm. of great websites that uh, curate these opportunities. Do you have that up in Canada? I'm sure you do. We do. If you look for any type of online support uh, mm-hmm. groups, meetup, I meet mean, up. we have meetup here too. And you can find all sorts of different, you know, hiking groups. Like, you know, if you're going and just going for an outdoor hike with people that you don't know and you know, you, you develop these cool friendships, so it can look like anything really, but you know, it, when you were talking about the whole, you know, going out there and doing something nice for someone, we were just talking about that the other day that, Mm -hmm. you know, this generation today that you see in stores and customer service, they're not even smiling. Yeah. It's really sad. Right. Miserable. So yeah, it's really sad to me. Uh, okay. I don't want to get sad. Let's talk about it's not, Let's not. Yeah, let's, let's talk laugh. about what else is required uh, for someone to maintain and live in long-term recovery. You want me to go? So, other than the community, yeah, well, I think I said community, a, or you said community. Lot. Then I said honesty and serve. I said service. Um, what else? Going inward for me, self-preservation mm-hmm. work. There it because is. Because I. <laughs> I go to a therapist still to this Mm -hmm. day, you Mm -hmm. know, I work my 12 step program. If you don't have a 12 step program, I know a lot of people who hire sober coaches or just Mm -hmm. coaches in general who take a course on, you know, looking to discover their purpose, but you have to go in. Like I found what really started to motivate me and create this in internal motivation was learning what made me tick, what I loved and what I loved was talking to other women and helping them see what they couldn't see, right? Mm-hmm, Understand mm-hmm. that they're they're capable of so much more than they they think they are. And that when I discovered that because of that internal work, it started to drive me forward mm-hmm. and make, you know, drinking or even the thought, the desire of drinking go dimmer and dimmer because mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin what I have today. Like it cuz it's right there but it, it, it pushed it farther back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I, I like the way you said it going inside. Like that's it. It's going inside. If you don't go inside, there is no outside period. Yeah. Like if you're not willing to go inside to explore the depths of who you are, your life is going to be miserable. And if that's really scary and you're like, Lane, screw you. I'm sorry to say that's what's required for long-term recovery. It just is. Unless mm-hmm. you want to be really crunchy and sour, right? And and just like negative Nelly, miserable, then hey, I'm cool with that. If you're if you're good with that, but just like what Tamar said, you have the possibilities are unlimited. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you find your purpose, like if you were to work with Tamar and understand like what your purpose is, boom, chakalaka, everything just gets better. Seriously. It, it just, again, we find recovery or we find sobriety and then we're going through our life and it's this constant evolution of who we are. Mm-hmm. So understanding that you've got to know God. I don't know how else to say it. You've got to go inside you have to keep searching. You have to explore. And, you know, maybe it's, you know, maybe you're going to check out uh, Judaism. Maybe you're going to check out Buddhism. Maybe you're going to check out, uh, Wic- you know, the wiki. Wic- Wait, what is it called? The wiki. The magic stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, they play with magic. I-, I can't think of the name of it right now. Wick. Yeah, I don't know because I don't play Wicca? with magic. Wicca? Wicca? Maybe Wicca. Wicca. Yeah. I mean, there's the Santa Maria. There's, I mean, there's so many pathways to going inside, right? Maybe, maybe it's the tarot, right? Maybe it's astrology, mm-hmm. but you've got to go inside to mm-hmm. figure out who you are. So you have purpose. Yeah. And I used to really get like, you know, your purpose is to help others. Your help, your purpose is to help other alcoholics. And I'd just be like, no, that is not my purpose. <laughs> it's not my purpose tomorrow. It can't be it. It can't be it. But really, like, what am I doing? I'm helping others discover their best self, their best life. And, and that's helping other alcoholics. So easy. So easy. And it- if you think about it, right, if you mm. say your purpose isn't somebody that, you know, isn't something that you would think is service related, yeah. you're doing something for yourself to, you know, to really love yourself, to build mm-hmm. yourself up, other people around you are going to notice. And 100%. guess what's going to happen? They're going to look at you and go, hey, I like what you have. How did you get that? Yep, right. 100%. Because when I started making these changes, I mean, you know, I'll add another, uh, another curse word in there. I mean, my friends knew my life was a shit show. So mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. the shit show disappeared and Tamar, the, okay, I actually have some purpose in my life and I want to, mm-hmm. I want to, you know, fix what I had done. Mm-hmm. People noticed and they're like, mm-hmm. how did you lose the weight? How did you stay sober? How, mm-hmm. how did you get the career you wanted? And that alone, just the actions that we take can yeah. inspire someone else to make a change as well. It's, that's it's that's it right there. Yeah. But you got to go in. You got to go inside. Gotta go in. yep. You got to go in. So we have uh, on our list for you, my friend, we have community building or going into community, staying connected with others, um, really looking at the principle of honesty and understanding that, you know, you're first, it's you but then allowing others to be honest with you, 
Uh, we have service, right? Service. And that's a lot of times that can be just sharing yourself with others. And I think the big one on the list today is, and it always will be for me at least, is the spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. Just really looking at that spiritual practice and what it means for you. Boom. Can we wrap it up tomorrow? Is that it? Let's wrap it up. You know, do we have anything going on? We have our newsletter. Yeah. Have you signed up yet? Have you signed up? And are you checking us out? Over on YouTube too. We have YouTube. Yep. YouTube. We're trying out. Not sure about it, but we're trying it out. Yeah. Tuesdays and Thursdays, come join us. We have on Tuesdays, we'll have topics that we're kind of, we're moving through um, Mm -hmm. at a current time. And Thursdays, you can ask us anything. So if you head on over to our website, laughingwithoutliquor.com, you can either send us a speak pipe or Mm -hmm. you can just reach out and ask us a question and we'd be happy to answer that. And if you have any topic ideas as well, uh, let us know. We want to hear from you. It's perfect. Well, I continue to strive for long-term recovery and I know you are too. Mm -hmm. We're doing it together. And for our listener, thank you for being here. Uh, I know that I really appreciate you and please reach out anytime. Tamara, thanks so much for hanging out with me. It's been fun, Lane. See everyone next time. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Laughing Without Liquor. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Living in recovery can be a blast, and we are glad you're laughing without the liquor with us. We hope you'll join us again in the next episode. Until then, take care.